Vintage brand is the story of American sporting culture, combining our rich history, traditions, rituals, and pageantry. Weaving together more than a century of American sports memories and images, it defines what tradition really means. Come experience the history and rituals. Remember and honor the legends. Feel the passion and pageantry of the past. Welcome to the greatest collection of American sports history and images, all reproduced on fan apparel and merchandise. Welcome to Vintage Brand. Welcome everyone to a special edition of the Games People Play with Bernie Corbett. I am Bernie Corbett and uh, once again, special edition indeed. I'm very pleased to be here today with a true Las Vegas legend and uh, of the likes of Tom Jones, Don Rickles, and Liberace. We have with us a legend of the strip for four decades, an icon in the world of the sports book, one of the most respected since all the way back to the late 1970s, now with DraftKings, and uh, it's an honor to have the opportunity to spend some time today with Johnny Avello. Johnny, welcome to the show, and uh, nice to have you uh, spending a moment off the strip to talk to us there, which has been your home now for many years. Hi, Bernie. That's a great introduction, but I, I don't deserve to be in the same <laughs> category as those guys you just mentioned. <laughs> well, Vegas legend indeed. We'll be delving into that, and uh, as we do here, our format on the games people play, uh, Johnny, we like to go back to the beginning, and uh, your beginnings, Poughkeepsie, New York, and uh, your first uh, really uh, exposure to uh, wagering, if you will, or uh, to uh, any of uh, the games that involve wagering, uh, was uh, trips uh, to the racetrack uh, all the way back to uh, very early formative years. Uh, I believe your first trip might have been at the age of five. Was that a local racetrack to Poughkeepsie, or was it uh, a, a summer excursion up to uh, Saratoga, which I'm no stranger to? <laughs> uh, that would be Saratoga uh, Thoroughbred and Saratoga Harness at night. So what we did, my mom and dad took me up there uh, at that age, you mentioned five years old. We would go to the flats during the day to harness at night, and uh, we would spend about two or three days up there doing that each and every day. Uh, so, yeah. I actually got exposure to races at a very early age. You know, I have an uncle that uh, has been a, uh, a very uh, prominent, uh, let's say, horse player. It's been a big passion in his life. And uh, he talked about uh, just the early impression that the whole track experience had on him. Uh, would you say that uh, similar to your experience, did you really kind of get caught up in the, the ambiance of the, uh, the racetrack itself uh, from uh, that early time in your life? Well, you know, I didn't know much about handicapping, obviously, at that age. But uh, right. you know, it right. was exciting for it was exciting for me to watch the horses run around the track. Right. And my mom and dad let me pick the horse, and they would play, <laughs> you know, two dollars on it. So when I did hit, yeah, that was very exciting. So you would say that I would I I did get that gambling excitement in my blood very early, um, and I guess it's carried over now for. Yeah, almost uh, 65 years. <laughs> yeah, ex exactly, and counting, it, it, absolutely. And uh, as far as uh, your interest in that area, uh, you uh, uh, got out of high school there and uh, was looking to uh, make your, your next move career-wise. You, you actually did uh, take a class. Uh, there, was a, there was a gaming school in New York City that you would in, attended, 
the idea was to get to Atlantic City. I guess you had no idea that uh, your destiny would take you uh, many miles beyond Atlantic City all the way to Vegas. I did not. Uh, you know, resort, uh, resort, resort, just resort, casino was only uh, casino in Atlantic City, and that was my plan to go there. And when they refused to take any applicants from the New York School of Gaming, uh, my only choice was to go to Las Vegas. I was just recently married, and I told my wife, look, something I've been working on here for years, uh, so I'm going to go, and I'm going to call you once I get a job. And that was the plan, and that's exactly what happened. Never been uh, averse to, uh, to taking risks. Uh, case in point, uh, Johnny, I researched the fact that you had taken an earlier cross-country trip that uh, was uh, not uh, for uh, a lack of uh, some danger involved there, but uh, you were uh, completely undaunted by that when you uh, made that uh, second foray west. Oh, boy, what a trip. I'll never forget it. And, uh, <laughs> the gentleman I went with was a lifelong friend. He still lives in Poughkeepsie. We still talk about it. Uh, we left Poughkeepsie with $250, and <laughs> he traveled for over three months uh, wow. You know, across the country. Yeah, there was, there was quite a few uh, experiences along the way, some dangerous and most pleasant. Well, the second time uh, was, was the charm for you. Uh, you arrived in Vegas, I believe, uh, 1976, and uh, you did land a job out there uh, in the business. So, uh, you know, mission accomplished there. You were able to check that box to uh, literally and figuratively get your foot in the door. Yeah, it was actually 79, Bernie. It was oh, 79. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah, January of 79, I got a job at the uh, Hotel Nevada that no longer exists. Uh, that was a, that was owned by Jackie Don. Uh, you know, Jackie Don and his entire family have had a presence in Las Vegas. Uh, his son's Michael Don, who owns the South Point. Uh, great guy to work for. Um, and uh, yeah, there wasn't a lot of money, but it was. I was happy to be working and and learning the trade uh, of dice, uh, roulette, and twenty one able to cut your teeth and, and uh, get uh, some much-needed uh, experience and some exposure. What about your your first impressions of the life, if you will, uh, near the casino with uh, the, the focal point of uh, Vegas and, and the, the casino and the business of gambling? What was it like at that time? Certainly a much different era, uh, the one that you first experienced. Yeah, there were about... 300,000 people in town. Uh, I used to make trips onto the strip, uh, both into the old sands and the Aladdin and the dunes. Uh, just to watch some of the old-timers deal, uh, see if I could pick up anything to help my craft. Uh, and, who knows, maybe even run across someone who would ask me, if, hey, we're looking for some help today. Mm. Um, one thing that always stands out in my mind I got an apartment, and I was hanging out by the pool on one of my days off. And I was making about 20 bucks a day total, count tips and salary. And <laughs> um, and uh, the guy said to me, hey, you're new in town, huh? And I said, yeah, and I'm really loving it. And he, and he says, uh, I told him, yeah, you know, I'm making about 20 bucks a day. And he goes, oh, you know what? You're just getting your feet wet. When After you're here for a while, you're going to see that, uh, you know, this is a place where you can really make some money and have a great lifestyle. Uh, so I'll never forget him telling me that. 
Uh, that wasn't my ultimate goal. My ultimate goal was come yeah. out here and, and do something I really enjoyed. Well, it turned out to be prophetic, Johnny, as to the way that it all played out, wasn't it? <laughs> it, it really did. It, <laughs> it turned out well for me. I'm grateful for this uh, city of Las Vegas, all the people I've met here, and I've been very fortunate. Looking at uh, at a uh, another uh, once again how things uh, fall into place and uh, in, in in anybody's uh, life's journey, I believe 1984 uh, you got a break uh, with some friends that uh, allowed you to uh, get exposure to a number of uh, areas of the business and and really from once again always an advantage to learn a business at every stage of the way and uh, that opportunity uh, that came upon at that point uh, really did give you that experience. Yeah, you know, Bernie, uh, the, the table games arena, you know, uh, craps and roulette, 21, it, it's all rather boring. Hmm. Uh, if the games are structured and, you know, in the game of 21, if you, you know, you're, you hit on uh, soft 16 and play on 17 and, uh, you know, on craps, you roll a number, you got to hit that number again before you roll a seven and roulette, you spin the wheel and then. If in a certain number or a certain area you win, but there's there's nothing else to it except the exact rules of the game. Right. So mm-hmm. I found I found that sports wagering and horse racing, which was also you know part of the area. Uh, if you go into a race of sports book, you'll see both. But I found that uh, sports betting had more gray areas. Um, you know, there were questions to be asked and. Um, you know, moves you would make that you would change the, you would alter how your uh, revenue may be for the day. Uh, so I found that much more exciting than just the, the uh, you know, plain vanilla casino game. And uh, as you delved into the sports book side, where obviously uh, you have uh, made your name as a Vegas legend to the present day, I, I got to ask you where. You a rabid sports fan growing up? I'm going to assume that you were probably a fan of the New York teams growing up in Poughkeepsie, New York. But was that a big passion for you uh, as a fan before you got into a very different side of this business in terms of uh, the actual business uh, side of sports? Yeah, I would say sports has played a big part in my life. I played a lot of sports uh, and pretty much all the major type of sports I've played throughout my career. Uh the the watching of sports certainly uh, New York Giants and Mets were drilled into my head at an early age. <laughs> so yep. fan of those teams uh, as well as the Knicks, and uh, and I bet with the bookie at an early age. I mean, I was oh, betting okay. the bookie when I was fifteen years old. So yeah, I, I'd say I've been uh, you know heavily associated with sports. Okay, and. Uh... As you got deeper into uh, the, uh, the the odds making side of it and the sports book side, uh, your first big opportunity, I believe, the the Sands, the Las Vegas Hilton, which uh, led to uh, your tenure uh, at Bally's, uh, where you were for about fifteen years. So uh, your rise there, kind of uh, to uh, the top of of the uh, of the business itself, uh, was uh, was progress was a progressive uh, arc for you, but. Uh, before too long, you became one of the most respected guys in the business just uh, on the strength of the sweat equity that you put in. Yeah, it was a long journey. It, it, it didn't happen quickly. I, it, and I never expected anything. 
things that, you know, I'm one of those kind of guys that tries to learn the most I can about something, apply myself, uh, give you all I have, and just let, uh, you know, the future take care of itself. And so when I got into the, you know, sports business, I started at the very bottom, learning that, how to write tickets, how to be an admin, um, you know, all the customer service, watching some of the uh, supervisors work and what to do and what not to do. Um, and then when I went from the Las Vegas Hilton, which I was, was a ticket writer there, to the Sands as a supervisor, um, you know, I, I worked under a couple of guys that were that have been in the business for quite a while and certainly picked up as much knowledge from them as I could. And then when I got my own uh, director's job at Bally's in 1975, uh, you know, it was, it's just been a learned experience throughout. It, it's, uh, and I'm still learning. Yeah. It's one of those business where, um, you know, you just don't know it all and there's always a new and creative ways to do things. You know, that prompts my question, Johnny, and who better than you to answer it? as to how it has changed the the process if you will of setting the odds and and putting you know making the book putting the book together uh, in terms of handicapping uh, sporting events and games i mean the the old school uh, was uh, I, I i believe was much more of a of, of a hands-on uh, manual approach uh, that you had uh, as opposed to now did you ever think it would evolve into what it is now i mean to give us kind of a compare and contrast with everything being so statistically based and everything being so rooted in analytics. I mean, that, that's a dramatic departure in, in what's happened in, in your profession. There's a lot of things that have changed, and there are some that have. The things that have changed that you are right, I used to do everything manually. I would write down my power ratings for every team yep. and, do, and make all the manual changes. Uh, and as, as through the years, and certainly now, we've progressed to uh, a different way of doing it. Um, you know, algorithms certainly take uh, present now, and uh, they they uh, form what the lines are today. Now, even though a, a you know an algorithm could spit out a number, you still have to have the gut feeling. Uh, and use your head on what that number really should be. Mm. Even though an algorithm yeah. could spit out a seven on a game, you may really think that game should be five and a half, and you have to go with that gut portion of it when you do put up those numbers. Mm. So a lot has changed in the way we we do our numbers and all the offerings. I'll give you, for instance, Bernie, so yep. on games, we'll have 10 or 20 different point spreads, alternative lines. And so those alternative lines all follow the main line now. Uh, we couldn't do that back many years ago. That was too much work for us to do. Right. So, yeah. uh, you know, so the, the, the new age of computers and analytics and algorithms has helped us do uh, all the offerings that we put out today. Hmm. Now, I'll tell you one thing that hasn't changed in the business, and that's customer service. Um, you need to talk customers uh, frequently and handle any issues that they may have. And I don't care what kind of uh, technology comes out, there is going to be nothing ever to replace that. Absolutely. And with the company that you're with now, uh, Johnny, essentially almost uh, 
uh, from what I understand, taken out of retirement, or you were on your way to retirement when DraftKings, I guess, made you the proverbial offer that you could not refuse to be part of their operation and the cutting edge, their customer service, what they can do in terms of customer service in the di digital age, puts everything on a new level, it would appear. Yeah, we're learning. Um, you know, we uh, do a good job, and we possibly get better at it. Uh, as you know, when you're when you're at win like I was my last job, yep. you know, it. I'm running the I'm running the department, and I got about twenty five to thirty people working under me: detective writers, and supervisors, and you know everybody that makes up the team. It's kind of easy to get your hands around that. When you're a company like DraftKings that has 3,000 employees and you continuously are growing in different states, um, you know, you, we do a really good job, but uh, we're learning how to do a better job. And uh, once again, uh, with the, the melding, if you will, the, the, the meshing of uh, the old and the new, I almost feel I could be talking to a baseball scout now about the same, uh, the same degree of analytics and, and how much of the analytics is sprinkled in. But there's still the gut feeling you have about that phenom that's on the mound uh, that might cause you to maybe draft them a little bit higher when uh, the time comes and your name is called. <laughs> no question about it. Uh, you know, you're, there's a lot of things in this business that are, are gut felt. And uh, when you've been in it a long time, you go with that. Whether it's who's betting, uh, how sharp that better might be, uh, you know, establishing a number on a game, or just other various factors that have to do with this sport. couple of areas that you have been a pioneer in this business. One is something that's grown ever popular and uh, now is uh, almost uh, uh, taken as, uh, as, as something that's uh, very much accepted and expected when uh, major events come out. And that is just the setting on the, of the odds on non-sports events. Uh, the Oscars is one that you can you can give us some insight about that I know particularly near and dear to your heart. But uh, reality shows such as Survivor, American Idol, uh, po uh, the political, uh, the, the uh, election season itself. But in particular, I know one of your loves is the Oscars because of uh, the great affinity that you have and the fact that you've been a movie aficionado your whole life. That's been a whole, uh, a whole different area and departure that I'm sure has been very enjoyable for you to get into as a, as a passion. Uh, Bernie, I consider myself not a race sports guy, but an entertainment guy. Um, I mean, I just always, when I lived back in New York, I used to go and see a lot of Broadway plays. Um, I've always kind of been involved in the structure of movies, how they're made. Um, and, and so the Oscars was kind of natural for me making the odds on it, not only for best pitch in the top six, but all 24 categories. Right. You're right. I did. I have been making odds on the Oscars for a very long time, going back to 1994. Uh, it was for fun, for the most part. <laughs> table material. Uh, certainly, we got a lot of exposure on it at all the places I've worked, but we never took a bet on it uh, <laughs> until I came to DraftKings, <laughs> and, and, and now we are. And you right. mentioned all those others, the Emmys and the Grammys. Uh, you know, we're we have taken uh, wagers on the Emmys. We hope to on the Grammys. Uh, we're doing on the hot dog eating contest is coming up ah, next yes. this week. We're yep. doing on that. Uh, <laughs> that's odds I made for a long time. Never took a bet, but now we are at DraftKings. So, yeah, things have changed. So the uh, I love. 
I know you've noted that uh, you watch movies much differently. If you sit down and watch a movie with your wife, the two of you watch it from much different perspectives. <laughs> oh, no question. Uh, there are many times where she hated it and I loved it. <laughs> and you're ever evaluating those categories from, uh, what, cinematography to uh, costume and design, etc. Yeah, you know, it, it's not, and that's what happens when you're not, you're always looking at odd aspects. Sometimes hmm. it's worse. Uh, you know, when I watch something, I say, well, that's good, but, you know, what, what's the odds of this happening? Or maybe hmm. I could turn this into a, uh, you know, an odd uh, a betting proposition. Another, another area also that uh, I'm sure uh, fans of the games people play, you may wonder, where did, you know, oftentimes you wonder, where did that come from? Where did it start? Things that, once again, they become accepted and expected. The whole concept of prop bets, you know, uh, who's the first guy in the Super Bowl to score a touchdown that's allergic to shellfish, you know, all that stuff. I think we could trace back to you and uh, prop bets, which have become uh, one of the most popular uh, uh, sidebars, if you will, or uh, or features that everybody spends a lot of time talking about relative to major events such as the Super Bowl. Yeah, I've, I've been involved in the in you know the prop business and seen that grow. Back in the '80s, we could put up some props, but uh, very few. And now we're putting up you know, 300, 500 uh, Super Bowl, and <laughs> every day on a dressing site, you'll see probably. 20 propositions for every game that's being played. Wow. Uh, so every day is actually a Super Bowl. Go to the game's website. And that's <laughs> what you're looking for. Now, <laughs> I have come up with a lot of props. Uh, you know, during those years, a lot of uh, I, uh, you know, my own props, I'm the initiator of them, but so has every other bookmaker that's in the business. So I can never take credit for, for props just, you know, being the originator of prop betting. Hmm. Uh, I've just added to it. And, and for the record, Johnny, I'm not sure if anybody that's allergic to shellfish scored a touchdown in the last Super Bowl. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. To put, you could place that on my permanent record anyway. But, uh, and, and of course, you know, the, the, the business now and the evolution of the business, a lot of it, Johnny, is, is, is tied in with legalization and what is is transpiring there how do you see the legalization expansion if you will uh across america to to all 50 states i mean state by state it seems like case by case state by state they're falling in line and uh, this is going to open up really a whole new world in the the business that you have been at the forefront of for 40 years uh, i love when we enter a new state so we're in 14 now uh, you know, soon, uh, New York will be on board on the digital component side. Uh, Louisiana, Texas, they'll be on board soon. Ohio, uh, Canada, uh, they've passed it. So, yeah, there are so many states that either have approved it or are going to approve it within the next year. So I expect probably within the next couple of years we're going to have you know, at least 30 states on board. I'm pretty excited for that, Bernie, because that means that we have this huge pot that people bet into uh, with this tremendous amount of handle. People betting both sides of the game, all the offerings put up, and to see that, that you know, as a bookmaker, that type of volume is extraordinary. And, 
it absolutely just absolutely exponential growth in in that in that area. Uh, in the meantime, you know, once again, I look at that DraftKings uh, model, business model, uh, absolutely brilliant. And uh, one of the areas I know that uh, that you have uh, promoted, uh, going back and looking through major recent events, uh, things getting, thank God, getting back to normal with uh, with an NFL season, a Super Bowl that we had, but able to play right through the Super Bowl. But no March Madness 2020. March Madness was back with a vengeance in 2021. But these free contests. Uh, that are offered uh, by uh, DraftKings. You've been very closely involved with those, and and uh, those offerings uh, can uh, run uh, across all of 50 states, regardless of where they may stand with legalization. That that has certainly been a huge, huge factor for uh, DraftKings' uh, continued uh, spiral and continued growth. Oh, they've been so tremendous. Uh, you know, we got a team that works on the pools every day, and you know the team is a bunch of guys that are probably uh, you know 25 to 35 years old somewhere in that range and these guys are so passionate about putting up these different types of pools so they're just scouring out there for the hot topics of the day to be able to put a pool on them and we'll have we'll have things up there like uh, the housewives uh, we'll have the weather up there in different states <laughs> certainly politics is up there all the time sure right now, Johnny, across the board is uh, a return to the old normal with a new appreciation that everybody should have for what we had that we maybe took for granted. As I mentioned that, uh, I know once again from looking back to if we were having this conversation a year ago, a pretty dark time, but in terms of uh, being innovative and being creative, I, I noted some of the things you mentioned about cornhole and uh, the pandemic sports calendar was uh, pretty barren, and as a result, uh, the creativity. I mean, you were looking at what NASCAR and table tennis with in-game point-by-point wagering. Just give us a little bit of a look back, uh, not so fondly to the pandemic, before we get back to looking ahead and looking at what we have here in the present, which is certainly uh, a lot more favorable for us, more auspicious right now. There was some good that came out. Of, I should say there's probably a lot of good that came out of the, the pandemic um, for, you know, as far as sports wages is concerned. We lost all the core content and really had a pivot to find, you know, something to offer our clientele. So we were offering table tennis, start, simulated NASCAR wages, um, you know, obscure soccer league. Uh, we went out and tried to find anything we that we could put up on our site, um, and we expanded. We have continued to expand that with things like.
for supporting it all back. We've expanded our menu, and we have to put a, continue to play some of these things that we initiated back last March or April. Um, so uh, I'm happy to say that we have one of the biggest venues of, of any sports book in the entire world. It, it, interesting. You, you happen to know college hockey with uh, my background as uh, broadcasting uh, hockey for Boston University for the past 35 years, and, and it was something that you couldn't find a line on, but you mentioned we were in the NCAA tournament with Boston University, and all of a sudden I'd hear from people saying, you know, there's a line on the game, or it, it was was a little bit of a departure, and I thought that might have been, uh, part of that might have been a product of the pandemic. So uh, duly noted that uh, that was something that was, uh, that all of a sudden was out there much uh, in, a, in a much different form. Yeah, you know, we all know that college, I, I, I love college hockey. I think it's a great sport, and <laughs> Some of these colleges that people aren't familiar with, like the, the Bemidji State and the Lake <laughs> Superiors and the St. Cloud. St. Cloud, yep. They, they knocked yeah. us out, yep. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, American International. I mean, who knows yes. that American International? That's right. So uh, we also get exposure to these schools, so these schools should be thankful. We're going to bring new enrollment to them. That's right, absolutely. And as long as you spell the name right, it's good publicity, you know. No, no doubt about that. And uh, I, I also, uh, just to give people perspective as, as far as what you do, what you have been doing, what you do now, what is the day in the life now for uh, Johnny Avello uh, as the, uh, the director of, uh, as the sportsbook director for DraftKings? What, what's your typical day uh, for you uh, out in, in Vegas as far as how you approach it, attack it, and your process? Yeah, you know, um, I'm still involved in the bookmaking, uh, somewhat more of a consultant to the entire team because we have a great team now that does everything. But I have to, I, you know, I certainly have to be involved with some of these novelty sports and give my opinion on things when I don't think things are going correctly or we're missing the boat on something. Um, but I, you know, I'm so I'm involved in that aspect of it. I'm also involved in. Uh, you know, with the retail team, trying to set up new locations around the country. Uh, I also try to help recruit uh, places to come in, uh, let DraftKings be the provider for their sports book. Hmm. I'm involved with players, uh, player acquisition. Um, the commissioner of the championship series, when we have contests around the country in fantasy and sports, I attend those. Um, so, you know, I, I'm wearing a lot of hats for the company. I really enjoy that, Bernie. I, I, I like, uh, I like the first. Like the, the variety being the, the spice of your life, not surprising with, uh, the, uh, the fertile inquiring mind that you have that has uh, made you what, what you've become uh, today and, and, uh, your reputation for, uh, what you've established. Also, uh, wanted to note, uh, are you still first on college football? That was one of the notes that I saw. Johnny was always first. What three o'clock on Sunday? You'd have those lines out for the college football week ahead. <laughs> yeah, uh, we still get them up pretty early. Yep. Uh, I don't know if we're exactly first, but um, we're we're probably going to be coming up this this season. Hmm. Uh, right now, we have a lot of games up for the the regular season. We've gone out and picked some of the better games we think for the season. We have, of course, all the team futures up. Uh, we have teams to reach the conference final. We have regular season wins on all the colleges.
all-star teams, and we even have some players, Heisman Trophy winners. Uh, that's all up, too. So uh, we have a lot of content, and it's only June. Well, Shakespeare said the play's the thing, but in your case, Johnny, the game always has to be the thing. I mean, as far as individual players, I mean, they're part of it, but in in your business, in as far as the odds making, the, the the game has always has to be in the in the forefront. Give us uh, a little bit of uh, insight into that in terms of uh, your evaluation process. You know, people might say something about a a Tom Brady or a, a Pat Mahomes or, or whatever it happens to be, but uh, you really you know the focus has really got to be the game and and the and the big picture. Uh, the game, and you're talking about just the isolated game itself. Yes. Um, Yep. Yes, it, it certainly is. I mean, as much as much uh, content as we put up around the game or around the conference or around who's going to win it all, uh, the uh, A game is the biggest right of all. Uh, you know, people are going to bet more on to win the particular game. Now, they may spread out their money in different areas, but, um, you know, we all know that when there's a matchup like in college football, George is playing Clemson in the like September fourth or so. Hmm. What could be a bigger uh, game than that? You know, yep. early in the season, and there's a lot of games like that. Alabama's playing Miami early, but although we derive all these other markets around those games, you're right. Uh, the game is going to handle the biggest percentage of all the money that comes in. Hmm. Always, uh, always a focus. Another phenomenon that I became familiar with uh, uh, through through a friend of mine that shall remain nameless that lived in a uh, in another uh, another market, and he got involved. I I guess it was fairly early on. I had never heard about it. Uh, this goes back several years ago. The whole concept of the in-play betting, Johnny, the in-game betting, and the reason I knew is this friend who shall remain nameless. Uh, he was involved. I believe it was something that he did offshore. And he would call and have me set up my radio here in Boston uh, to uh, to be able to access the call of a game, uh, let's say an NBA game that he was betting in game. I was fascinated by that because I I didn't realize it. Just it, it literally is a a moment to moment, a point to point, a play to play, a breath to breath phenomenon. Uh, as far as the future of that, the in play and the in game betting, that seems to be another area that. Uh, is just being tapped into to a greater level. Uh, you mentioned one word there, future, and that in-play is the future of the business. Uh, it continues to grow. We do it on every single sport, almost every single sport. Uh, you can bet not only the uh, you know the new line for the game, the new total for the game, but which team's going to score next. Uh, are they going to yeah. get a first down? In golf, <laughs> will they hit the fairway? Uh, will they get a... <laughs> Birdie or a par on this hole. Right. Uh, you know, who's going to have a better score on this hole? Uh, so we've expanded that menu also, and that is so popular. And there are some people who only bet in-game and not the game itself. Hmm. They don't like the line for the game, so they say, I'll wait until the game starts, and I might be able to get a better, better price. A lot of times they're right. Hmm. Uh, so um, in-game to me, is just, it's, 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 it's been around for a You see that uh, as one 
uh, very important uh, element of the future. Uh, what other areas do you see as you look ahead here for the next three to five to ten years? That's certainly one. Everything that really ties into the DraftKings model. But uh, as you see it in, in terms of uh, the areas of the business that are really going to uh, continue to uh, to take off. Well, there may be some new sports come on board. I mentioned one sport there was pickleball. We're not doing it yet. But Pickle, there's a yep. pro pickleball tour. I play pickleball. That's how come I know of the game. Ah, it's okay. a fun game. Um, and there's a lot of uh, young people who were ex-tennis pros who are now playing on the pro pickleball circuit. Oh, there's a really? pro pickleball U.S. Open. Uh, oh, oh. And so that as we, uh, you know, as sports continue to evolve, new types of games, and they are in a professional uh, mode, we will book some of these. Uh, and so you're going to see new sports come on board. You're going to see us come up with some of the new offerings, like the draft this year. We did an in-game wagering on the draft. Mm. Uh, that's never been done before. So we're constantly thinking of new ways to uh, you know, give our, cu- our customers everything they're asking for and more. As you look back uh, on, once again, four decades of, of being in this business, is there one particular or maybe a couple of uh, instances that you can think of that, boy, everything looked right and it went wrong? Or everything looked wrong and it went right? The, one of the reasons I mentioned that, you mentioned about being a Giants fan. I am a very passionate New York football Giants fan and season ticket holder. And I still think back and, you know, when I go to pray every night, I thank God for those two Super Bowls, <laughs> particularly the first one. And uh, how stunning it was in terms of what the line was uh, with the perfect Patriots. But um, as, as you look back, is, is there a couple of things that immediately come to mind where you just had to step back and say, man, I'm, I'm doing this for a living. I'm in this business, but I didn't see that coming. Wow. Well, if there's one thing you must know about bookmakers is that you make mistakes. Um, we put up bad lines and we give the... Uh, the players a big advantage, and sometimes the sharp players will take advantage of those mistakes you make. Uh, I can tell you one back when Tiger was a new player in the game. Yep. It was after round three. Tiger was down. He was down in a tournament about shot, and I put up a, uh, a line for the next day who would win the tournament, and I put up Tiger like two fifty or I think it was about three to one. And I just absolutely got jumped on by team like Ball of America. And Tiger went on to win that tournament. So that was something ah. I didn't see coming. Right. Uh, obviously, the, the guys were watching the tournament a little closer than I was and knew about Tiger Woods maybe uh, a little better than I did. Um, another game where we probably transferred, I don't know, $5 million minimum and that was just my location, not the rest of the world, was the Seattle Patriots Super Bowl, where Seattle was at the one-year line, and first and goal, and got intercepted. You all know that game. Sure. But, uh, you know, we had a big position uh, on Seattle and uh, lost. And I remember that was one of the first uh, million-dollar bets that I that I remember taking uh, oh. somebody bet a million dollars on the game, but we took so much 
But, um, yeah, things, you know, some things happen or are out of your hand. <laughs> As book, some things are in your hand. When you're right. a bookmaker, you make lines, and sometimes your lines are wrong, uh, and some things are out of your hand, where <laughs> you made the right line and uh, it was played out on the game, on the field, or the court, or the ice, or what have you, and uh, it just didn't work out well. Was that million dollar bet? Was that uh, was that on Seattle and was a loss in that game? Uh, no, that was on the Pats. On the Patriots, okay. Yeah, and I remember asking the guy that day, "Why did you make that bet?" You know what he told me, and I'll never forget it. I had a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good. It was a good feeling at the time, though. Well, my response to that. Johnny would have been, if you get that feeling again, please pick up the phone. <laughs> wow! It took the it took the absolute war. Maybe I would say, arguably, it may be definitively the worst call in the history of the NFL to make that happen. Wow! Um, hey, you know, like I say, worst so play call. Yeah. I, I never, I'm never asked to suit up, Ernie. No one's ever say, Johnny, you want to suit up for the game? No. <laughs> So, uh, I have to rely on what goes on. That's right. Leave, leave the leave the headset at home. Yeah, absolutely. Not making uh, not making any play calls. I I think looking back once again, the 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 Giants and the perfect Patriots, such a fond memories of, in my life. There, I guess if there was anything, I guess I don't know how you had that one assessed. Uh, if you were right in line and in step with everybody that had the Patriots prohibitive favor, but I guess the one thing that was underestimated was how good the Giants' defensive line was in that game with. Uh, with uh, Tuck and uh, Umanora and and Michael Strahan, that was that was certainly the deciding factor in that one. If you gave the check mark, you know. Well, I'm a big Giants fan, so uh, you know I'm happy the way those those games turned out. Right. But yeah. to be honest, the Giants had uh, some extremely fortunate breaks <laughs> in both in both those games, those Super Bowl wins. Balls that are pinned to helmets, notwithstanding. There you go. Yep. It, absolutely. And, well, I'm I'm going to ask the question to uh, a man who's uh, been in the Pantheon for a long time and premier in his field. What makes a great odds maker, Johnny? If you could build a great odds maker, what are the uh, what, what what are the ingredients that you would put into the mix when you put that mold in the oven? Uh, not having big of an opinion. Yeah. Because people ask me, people say to me, "You must be a terrific handicapper." Uh, and I'm really not, Bernie. I mean, I don't concentrate on handicapping. Hmm. I think, uh, you know, most people out there could probably do a better job of handicapping than I can. But I'm a good odds maker because I know the right number to use to try to get the balance on a game. Hmm. They don't always balance out, you know, and we don't want them always to balance out. Right. But, um, you know, that, so don't put too much opinion into a game when you're when you're an odds maker, that's probably the first rule of uh, of making a price. <laughs> and uh, as you look uh, once again at this uh, post-pandemic world, uh, case in point, I guess the first uh, event, if you will, that came back uh, that is heavily, heavily wagered was March Madness, and that was almost a, I, I guess, a gambling frenzy. Do, do you see it now as we we kind of ride the wave toward uh, what's going to be? Uh, a normal NFL season, fans will be back in the stadiums, uh, baseball, fans are back for baseball, etc. 
Uh, hopefully, it'll be a normal start to the NBA and the NHL. They're going to get back on track in October college football. Do you see a boom town, or do you see the residual effect of people like they are in other areas where they're, they're just going to want to break loose? Do you, do you, do you see this a, a, a real spike coming up here as we uh, head back to what hopefully, I am certainly hope, is going to be a normal fall just for me broadcasting college hockey and college football for many years? Yeah, everything was different. Although everything did eventually come back last year, uh, the, you know, pro football was the only sport that kind of went the course that it had in previous years. Yeah. Uh, you know, basketball, we played a, a final nine games and then got into the playoffs. In hockey, we got into the playoffs quickly in uh, July, end of July and August. Uh, college football, we had some teams start the season and some teams switch conferences uh some teams didn't start up until october november yeah uh nba started in december this year so yeah, everything got got in and uh there was a pent-up demand and uh we did great we had one of our greatest years last year as far as handle and revenue um and this year is even going to be better you're right i think they're more normal such derby that Belmont State all went according to plan. The March Madness was back, although it was in one state only. Uh, that had its own little twist to it this year. Um, there was some COVID-related issues with that. Um, you know, so COVID's not gone, but at least I think everybody's a little more comfortable or where we are now. And I believe this is going to be, I don't even believe it, I know this is going to be next, the best year ever for us again. And I continue to say that every year because right. as we grow and as we add to the menu and as we acquire more customers, uh, every year gets bigger and bigger. And uh, just looking forward to those future years to come. Mentioned about the Belmont. I've attended the Belmont uh, annually and I guess almost every year since 2004. So I've been there for some of those uh, Triple Crown. I've seen a couple of Triple Crown runs now. I've seen a couple of ill-fated ones. And... 110,000 people, 120. This year with, I guess it was 12,000. Man, it was eerie there this year, Johnny. It was just a, it was almost like a mausoleum. It was, it was so empty. The atmosphere was so different. The buzz was so muted. But I did hit a small exacta. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, a sense of quality was uh, their top trained horse and, you know, fairly top is just a great trainer and had that horse ready for the Belmont, and of course, you know, you didn't get any big prices. I think Hot, Hot Rod Charlie ran second. Yep. Uh, I had an exacted two. I cashed that day too. It wasn't a big one, but hey, any any uh, ticket cashed is a, right. a good ticket. The way I look at it, Bernie. That's, and yep. uh, you know, looking forward to horse racing this year. Uh, I'm going up to Saratoga in August. Ah. Um, gonna spend a gonna spend some time back there. Love the track. I'm gonna go down to Del Mar this year. Hmm. Uh, during the summer, so I'm looking forward to get back to a racetrack also, since I haven't been to a racetrack in uh, well over a year. Yep, absolutely, but it's just a, a really quick in and out down at the Belmont, and uh, though that was my next question, do you get back to Saratoga? You answered that in the affirmative, so I hope to see you at Saratoga this year. Yeah, Bernie, I look forward to it. I still have family live in the Poughkeepsie area and the Saratoga area, so I like to get back once a year and visit everyone, and uh, you know, spend a couple days at the track while I'm there. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully we can make that happen. Uh, 
final question on the business, and this shows, I guess, where we are, the state of the business in 2021, and uh, you've uh, rode the wave now uh, over uh, the long tenure of your career. The digital app for DraftKings is is right absolutely uh, at, at the pinnacle at the top, is noted as the best in the business. Can you give us a little bit of insight about that digital app and the, and the value that it has for uh, the people that uh, become uh, part of the DraftKings family. It certainly seems to be a huge asset to uh, to make this all happen and to, as a matter of uh, convenience uh, for uh, for folks. The, the app itself uh, was developed by DraftKings, so it's our own product. Uh, I consider it to be the best in the market. I've been around that for a long time. Uh, that one is easy to navigate. Uh, you find your way around. You make your bed easy. You your balance, withdrawals are easy, deposits are easy, um, but the app as a whole is the future of the business. Right. Uh, we we are involved in some bricks and mortar locations. We have bricks and mortar locations in Mississippi and Del Lago up in New York and we're in Iowa and Illinois. We're building a sports book at Wrigley Field. Oh. Uh, we're going to have other spectacular sports books around the country, but the, the the core of the business, the future of the business, is all on digital because it's quick, it's easy, uh, and you can see anywhere to make a wager. Uh, you don't have to be in a particular location. Uh, and if you want to bet in-game wagering, it's probably the only way you can do it because betting in-game wagering is so fast and you need to make your uh, wager quite quick. Right. That has to be right at your fingertips, Johnny. Yep. Yes. Yep. In, 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 indeed. And well, as we as we wrap up, I guess uh, uh, the the arc of the Johnny Avello story here. Uh, a funny thing happened on the way to retirement for you, Johnny. Kind of like Michael Corleone in Godfather Three. You tried to get out, then DraftKings pulled you back in. What were the odds of that? <laughs> well, I, I blame it all on one of the owners, Matt Davis. It's all his fault. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, he comes to me one day, and uh, I think it was around June. July and they asked me if I wanted to go to work for the company and I said, why would I want to do that? And uh, <laughs> and Matt and I had about another three or four conversations after that. The last one he convinced me to come over and uh, I got to tell you, it's probably the best move I've ever made. Uh, I just enjoy yeah. the business. I enjoy uh, working in multiple states. I enjoy all the people at DraftKings that I work with uh, and uh, you know, the guy that put this interview together, Sammy, Yes. Uh, you know, he's been a pleasure to work with Sammy. I mean, he's Tremendous. another one of the great, uh, you know, and people that help come with the car. Well, as they, as they say, the proverbial, if you, uh, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. And, and I've often said that. I feel that I've been blessed to, to be able to do what I've done in my career. Hopefully I could keep doing it. And I certainly feel like I've talked to a kindred spirit today. Uh, with with you, Johnny, one of my my favorite a- artists, uh, Graham Parker, he had the the lyric "Passion is no ordinary word," and I've always kind of lived by that. And your passion comes through, and uh, it's great that you're still you have the passion and you, you have the fire and and you have the, uh, the the opportunity. You have the forum, you have the platform uh, with DraftKings with this whole new opportunity. When the passion's not there, Bernie, then it's time to leave. But it's still running very high. Indeed, I feel it. I felt it here today. I feel like my my next order of business is to introduce Siegfried and Royd here. I feel like I've been on the strip. 
going to be for another show. How about Rickles, one of my favorites? <laughs> yeah, I've seen him. Never, never met him. Never met I've seen him around in the casino. Oh, my God, he is one of my favorites. And I love a guy like that. He's, he's a really true bookmaker because things just come right off the top of his head. No research. Just make a line. Give me two teams, I'll make a line. Just give him two topics and he'll make a joke. And, and he'll be able to make a joke. That's right. His own form of improv. No, no doubt. And, uh, and Wayne and Wayne Newton makes three. There you go, Johnny. <laughs> Tom Jones, thank th thanks so much. Uh, really appreciate you spending the time with us today, and uh, give you the insight uh, from your uh, vast experience and uh, your uh, long and legendary career on the strip. And and long may it run, my friend. Hey, look forward to seeing you at the spa. Hopefully, we'll have a couple of winners. Thank you so much, Bernie. It's been a pleasure being on your show. Johnny Avello, our guest. And uh, once again, I was going to say you can catch him on the strip. Well, actually, uh, you catch Johnny Avello uh, as the uh, sports book director for uh, DraftKings uh, currently. And uh, we really appreciate him spending some time here on a special edition of the games people play. And uh, a little bit of a different spin on the games and how they're played from the perspective of a career odds maker and sports book maven Johnny Avello. Thank you to Johnny. Thank you for uh, Sammy Steinlight at Steinlight Media for making this possible and setting it up. Good old friend of ours, uh, our executive producer, Andy Bernstein, uh, our friends at Vintage Brand, and uh, our uh, post-production team with uh, Brad Kastnett and Brady Gardner. You played well today here, Johnny. Thanks for playing with us. Okay, thank you, Bernie. Johnny Avello, our guest, and uh, as we always remind everybody, here on the games people play with Bernie Corbett. Play the game well, everyone. 